both students, parents, community members, and listeners far and wide. Welcome to another episode of Northern Lives, and thanks for joining us. My name is Dallin, and today we're talking about a relatively new program that helps Northern Light students and students across Alberta prepare for a career in the oil and gas industry. But first, a little bit of history. Back in 2013, the school division received a $120,000 Provincial Dual Credit Strategy Grant from the Dual Credit Steering Community and the Government of Alberta. Using this grant, the Trades Exposure Program was created and piloted at Bonneville Centralized High School later that year. The Trades Exposure Program gives students the chance to receive hands-on learning opportunities designed to expose them to different trades. Then, in 2015, Enzyme Energy donated an oil service rig, while the town of Bonneville and developer Hammonds Holdings donated a two-acre parcel of land in one of Bonneville's industrial subdivisions. From these and dozens of other partnerships, the Trades Exposure Centre was born. Today, any student from any jurisdiction in Alberta can learn critical oil industry safety standards, operations and procedures, and rig floor hand duties through our online Energy 35-5 course. And the Trades Exposure Center then allows them to work and gain experience on a fully functioning service rig, dubbed Aurora Number no. 69. With me today are three BCHS students who worked on Aurora Number no. 69 this year, and they're telling me about what it's like to work on an oil rig. I'm sitting in the BCHS library today with Mitchell Dreger, Dylan Kocha, and Riley Rancier. Thanks for joining me today, guys. Thanks for having me. Let's start off with a bit of an overview of what the Trades Exposure Center actually does. Riley, can you tell me a little bit about that? Well, it kind of gives kids and students the chance to understand what everyone goes through in the oil and gas industry. Mm-hmm. And it, it's not just you know sitting in a classroom and learning, though, right? No, you get to go on the rig and do all that sort of stuff. You do different safety courses and uh, other stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You get to do courses on the computer, courses in the classroom, courses on the rig. Mm-hmm. So you actually get some some real hands-on experience at an actual functioning rig. Dylan, what's it like to be able to to have that experience and to you know get out of the classroom and, and actually see what it's like to work on a rig like that? Uh, it's really good and fun just to see what, if you want to do that when you're older, gives you a good opportunity. Mm-hmm, for sure. Now, Mitchell, I know it's been a couple months since you worked on Aurora Number no. 69, but thinking back to your time there, what's it like to be there on a day-to-day basis? Can you give me a run-through of, of the daily routine? Well, uh, I mean, we started off each day with the, the safety stuff and just uh, what we're going to be do, doing during the day. And then uh, we spent most of the time, they kind of showed us, uh, well, first day they showed us around, taught us all the stuff about the rig course. And then uh, we got pretty hands-on right away. And uh, they kind of, they showed us um, some of the stuff that goes on there, and then we got to do it ourselves and practice it a couple times. And by the third day, we were all pretty, uh, we knew what we were doing mm-hmm. for the stuff they had taught us anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay, and do you feel that being able to have the opportunity to actually gain hands-on experience by working on a rig gave you a better feel for what it would be like to work in that industry than if you were to just like sit in the classroom and learn about it? Yeah, definitely, because uh, I remember doing all the simulations and all the stuff they uh, they did for before the rig course, and it was nothing compared to like actually being on it and experiencing it in person, because nothing like, makes you remember it more than 
doing it yourself, you know. Than having to actually, you know, go out and do it, right? Because there's an online portion that you do before you actually get there, which yeah. kind of goes over everything. But like you said, it's not until you're actually there and doing it that it's like, you know, whoa, this is, you know, pretty pretty intense stuff. Um, Riley, what were some of the things that you enjoyed while you were working on the rig and some things that you thought were useful that you learned? Uh, being able to identify hazards and interpret them and how to like, prevent them from happening mm-hmm. and like, all the safety stuff and being able to go onto the rig and know how to do things and yeah it's definitely an industry that you can't like skip on the safety standards right like that's you know there's a reason that they focus so much on it right you can't just like show up and be like oh i know what i'm doing let's go you know it's and dylan was there anything that you found particularly challenging while you were working there um it was all just super easy right yeah (laughs) just all really fun yeah just a lot of fun what about you riley anything Uh, difficult for you I'd say more of the mental side because you're going through different climates. Like you're always having to go through, say, rain, really hot weather, yeah. really cold. Mm-hmm. Do you guys think that working at the Trades Exposure Center gives you a good understanding of what it would be like to work on a rig as a full-time job? I'd say yes and no because obviously you're getting the full hands-on experience. But uh, I think once you're actually on the rig and working and, you know, you're – straining your muscles and you're dealing with the other guys like that's the real experience Mm -hmm. you know there's only so much you can get out of a training program but i think it does a really good job of getting the most out of it so so it gives you a good idea of you know the the responsibilities and the and the general aspect of what's going to happen but maybe not the the full intensity you know yeah definitely being you know 100 percent accountable for yourself and the people that you work with and you know the the long difficult days it doesn't really give you that uh the full immersion experience, but yeah. we're probably about as close as you could get in a high school. Yeah, for a high school, it's, it's an impressive program. So, <laughs> what were yeah. some important things that you learned during your couple of days there? Um, you got to pay attention to what the instructors are saying because uh, some of the stuff there is pretty unforgiving if you yeah. mess up. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that's a pretty good rule for life. Anyway. <laughs> pay attention to what people are saying, right? Yeah. Now, for people considering going to the Trades Exposure Center, what kinds of things should they look forward to the most? Uh, I'd probably say more of the hands-on kind of stuff, like being able to actually run like the tongs and being able to pull pipe and pull rods. Mm-hmm. It's really fun. Yeah. Dylan, what do you think? Um, the hands-on stuff. Yeah. And you also get some certificates that you could actually use in when you graduate and stuff. Yeah, which is I think a huge benefit. You know, like you can you can go and work for the rigs right after high school, but it's you know when you, when you have that opportunity, you know, to be able to say, hey, I've worked on a functioning rig. I I know the safety standards. You know, I know kind of the in and out of the daily routine. You know, and here's the proof, right? Here's my here's the documentation that I know what's up. You know, I think that's kind of a a definite added bonus that will help students. You know, be able to transition directly from high school into to working in the industry. Okay, and what kind of advice would you give to them, or what kinds of things should they know before going there? Well, I'd say show up uh, like without expecting too much out of it. I mean that in the good way, like don't ex- show up expecting you're going to learn this and that and this, you know, because it's not exactly the same as what the course teaches you, you know, and you're going to learn like some of the real-life aspects of it too, like uh, how the guys will treat you there and other stuff like that, you know. Just kind of show up just willing to learn whatever you can and get whatever you can out of it, I think. That's some advice. 
Right. So so don't don't have any expectations, but in in the best possible yeah. way. You yeah. Know, you don't think, oh, I'm going to do this, this, and this, and this. Just come as a blank slate. You know, ready. Just soak to... everything in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be ready to work for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not easy. So, yeah, it's a lot harder than it looks. Mm. The everything's really heavy out there. Like you're not dealing with light metals or anything. It's really heavy duty work. Mm-hmm. What was your like one one moment that stood out to you as as maybe the the best thing that you were able to do while you were there? Well, when we were rigging in the rods, I remember uh, there was a thing where you'd have to take the two rod uh, rod wrenches and you'd snap the rods in together and. I felt like, you know, most of the guys couldn't do it, but then I came on there, I got a first China. That was a good moment for me. <laughs> I felt pretty proud. Uh, good. That's awesome. Uh, now, is working in the oil and gas industry something that you want to do after high school? Is that something that you're interested in pursuing as a career? I'd say so for me. Yeah, I, I grew up in an oil field company. So right. Yeah. Yeah. I think about it. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, it's it's such a big part of, of the culture and the lifestyle up here, right? It's kind of, you know, everyone knows at least someone who's who's gone off and worked in the rigs, right? Um, Dylan, what about you? Um, it wasn't really on my mind until I actually got on the rig. Mm-hmm. And then it, it was really fun and I really liked it. So it's probably something I could go into. And Mitchell, what do you think? Well, uh, I kind of did this whole thing feeling that um, it could be a summer job type thing. But I'm also going into Bachelor of Science. I know there's lots of careers connected between the oil rigs and right. the science field. So, I mean, who knows really at this point? Mm-hmm. It's it, definitely a possibility. Yeah, definitely not a, a bad idea to kind of have this under your belt. Yeah, you definitely. Know, anyways, right? It's not like some cheap thing where we show up and they do a couple demonstrations and we're done. Like, uh, it's kind of the real deal going on there, you know? And uh, they go through all the safety things too. So it's not like... People should be worried about kids are going to get hurt there. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're being stupid, obviously someone's <laughs> going to get hurt. But if, if uh, they're listening to the instructors, and it, it, it's fun. It's good hands-on stuff. I like it. Mm-hmm. I want to thank Mitchell, Riley, and Dylan, and BCHS for giving us a time and a place to meet with us today. And if you're interested in learning more about the Trades Exposure Center or considering going there yourself, we have lots of information and resources for you. You can head to the podcast or partnership section of the Northern Lights website, nlsd.ab.ca, or you can head to the Trades Exposure website, which is tradesexposure.ca. You can also keep an eye on Facebook as we'll be launching a new Trades Exposure Facebook page in the very near future. Or you can get in touch with us on the Northern Lights Facebook page or on Twitter or Instagram at nlsd69. If you have any questions or have a story that you think should be featured on the Northern Lives podcast, feel free to get a hold of us by emailing us at northernlives at nlsd.ab.ca. We'd love to hear from you and always want to hear what other stories people have to tell about what's going on within the Northern Lights community. Be sure to join us next time when I sit down with our Board of Trustees Vice Chair, Arlene Herinick, to talk about the upcoming board elections and what it's like to actually be a trustee on that board for nearly 16 years. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.